We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Jack Ramsey's After Dark. Danny Morang here. Blazers win in incredible fashion yet again. And the dogs are very excited about it. Perfect. That just couldn't be better timing. 110-107. Another game winner for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I threw on the uh, uh, Heat-inspired Trailblazers hat for no particular reason. Just wanted to, just wanted to call that one out. Uh, just a tremendous, tremendous game for the Trailblazers. Another time that I'm going to say they did not let go of the rope in a game that very easily could have seen them do as much because it was ugly, it was nasty, and the the heat really pushed them to it. They didn't let go of the rope, and this has kind of become the, the hallmark of the team. It has become the hallmark of this team, and that is such a difference of what this team has been not only last year in the tanking season, but just kind of before this. And it's a it's a hat tip to Chauncey for getting the buy-in, but it's a hat tip to Joe Cronin for bringing the right guys in. A lot of people questioned the Justice Winslow stuff and downplayed the 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 trade of bringing him and Keon in and moving off of Norman Cove. And uh, people litigated the C.J. McCollum trade. Listen, you, you swap the guys you swapped out for Jeremy Grant, Justice Winslow, and Josh Hart who are becoming the backbone of your team outside of Damon Ant. That's a hell of a thing to be excited about. They've been tremendous. They've been absolutely tremendous as far as not letting go of the rope. It's not an easy thing to do. Look around the NBA right now. Look around the NBA right now. You were The Warriors are in a tailspin. The Lakers are a disaster. The Jazz, they, they, they got a new vibe. They're, they've got a new young coach. They got a bunch of players that are buying in and uh, there's a big changeover. I mean, you're seeing this weird transition period, and it's still so early in the season. But at the same time, we're an eighth of the way into the season. It's kind of crazy to think about. It's like, well, it's also early, but it's also they're 10 games in. Like, where do you kind of find this? So let's kind of start this up uh, from the beginning. Uh, it's tied after one, 28-28. If I showed you that game and I took the score bug off the screen and you weren't counting points, I don't think to a man you would think that it was tied. 
the feel of that game did not feel like the Blazers taking advantage of anything. Jeremy Grant was the only guy who felt like he was in any kind of mode. He was 4-7 in the quarter, uh, knocked down two of three threes. Uh, the Blazers only had four turnovers, which when you get into the second quarter, starts to make a lot more sense. The 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 Heat came out in the zone, I believe, a little into the second quarter or late in the first quarter, and they didn't really leave it because why would they? The Blazers just weren't doing anything to make them get away out of it. You get into the second quarter, and your leading scorers in the quarter are Ant on two of three for six points. Grant, five points. Lillard, five points. The Blazers shoot nine of 17, which sounds great. Five of 12 and three. Awesome. Eight turnovers in the quarter. Just sloppy, sloppy stuff. The Heat generate 11 points off the turnover. The Heat go up seven at the half, and it felt like so much more than seven. It felt like, man, this is they, they, they got to get something going. Third quarter, it's ugly. 2021, slog, sloppiness, up and down. Everything feels disjointed. It's just this mess, right? But the Blazers dug into the mess. They created mess of their own. Uh, the Blazers had four turnovers. The Heat had tur- two turnovers. But the points off of turnovers was four for the Blazers and two for the Heat. Quite the switch. You limited the Heat's fast break points. You're like, okay. The Heat shot one of ten from three in the quarter. The Blazers shot one of six. But the Heat had tremendous shooting luck coming in out of the first half. First half, the Heat shot 10 of 22. The Blazers shot 10 of 24. You're looking at both teams cooling down. What was going to be the difference? What was going to be the difference in this game? And you start looking into it. We were, we were watching, we were doing the watch party, and I'm sitting there going, Chauncey's got to go small. He's got to go small because they were just, they were failing to test the zone with anything more than one pass at a time. I think they got gun shy because they threw some lazy passes and Jimmy Butler Ed Reeded them. Just he what he, he finished with six steals? I think he finished with six steals. I need my full stats. Jimmy Butler. Steals. Six. Six steals. And it felt like every single one of them he took and scored. Just a one man transition. It was tremendous. It was like, you've got to be kidding me. Um the Blazers stopped doing that in the fourth quarter. They stopped turning the ball over. They only had two turnovers in the quarter. The Heat only had one. The game got a lot cleaner. But about halfway through the half, I think it was 6-15, 6 trying to remember which one it was, Chauncey goes small. Chauncey goes small, and boom, the game changes. Justice Winslow played the entire fourth quarter. And he was the tone setter for this Blazers team. He's three of four. He's got six points and one rebound. But what he did is he got downhill. He's like, guys, this is how you break the zone. You move it side to side, inside, outside. You get the zone moving side to side, or you drive. You drive on them. And when you drive on them, you cause them to collapse. You cause help, take care of the ball, and make good decisions. Justice Woods is like, I'm just going to power through because I'm built like a running back. And I'm going to body somebody. And I'm going to get to the rim. And I'm going to hit this awkward-looking hook shot that never looks good leaving my hand, but somehow goes in. And he did it over and over and over. And you saw Ant go, oh, shit, I can do that. I can do that. Ant has he has he tween tween. Bobbing and weaving, gets Ant or gets Kyle Lowry up on his toes. Boom, blow by. 
And one. And chest pump. And one. My eyebrows raised because Anthony Simons never, <laughs> never shows that emotion or screams like that. I tweeted out something like along the lines of Anthony Simons just screamed for an and one. There's no way the Blazers lose. I think they were down nine at this point. And then, and again. Then Dame chips one in. Then Jeremy Grant. Then Jeremy Grant again. Then Anthony Simons again. Anthony Simons again. It just kept happening and going and going. Ant finishes with 12 in the quarter. The Heat can't hit anything. They're 8 of 18. They just, they're digging out of it. They're digging out of it. They're digging out of it. And then they match Portland over and over and over. Shot for shot. Free throw for three throw. Three for three. Struess comes down, gets that corner three, leans in, cans it. Just straight cash. No timeout. Ball goes the other way. Dame pushes. Sees Hart with a, I'm open. <laughs> Hits him in stride, and Josh is cash money. And I saw a lot of people at halftime talking about Josh. Um, not getting his opportunities tonight as far as the transition opportunities and converting them. But you know what Josh never cheapens you on is effort. He never cheapens you on effort. And he never let go of the rope. And that, this team could have at halftime. Even though it was only a seven-point game, they looked like they were not in it at all. But they hold on and they hold on and they hold on. And then it's fitting that Hart is the guy that, that, that carries it to the end and finishes it out. He finishes the night, 12 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, near triple-double. Where he screwed up tonight, the 5 turnovers. He had some bad passes tonight. He was trying to create in the half court against a very good defensive team that just, they muck it up in the half court. They muck it up. And there were some lazy passes, not just by Hart, Dame, Ant. Everybody took their turns on the, on the tournament. Turnover count tonight. Hart five, Jeremy three, Nurk two, Dame four, Ant three. Oh, and Shaden had one. But the starters, man, they were just plowing face first into bad passes. But they got it done. Hart's getting a lot of the praise right now, and rightfully he should. Uh, just a tremendous game, tremendous effort. Uh, hell of a job closing tonight. Dame had a rough night his first game back. Got to the free throw line. Got his assists. I thought just had a good floor game, particularly in the second half. Ant was tremendous down the stretch. Jeremy Grant was the steady Eddie tonight. Finishes 9 of 15, another great game. Matches his career high, uh, five made threes. I think I saw the Blazers PR tweet out. That was his eighth time he's done that in his career. Uh, so that doesn't happen too often. Jeremy finishes with 23, 6, and 2. Tell you what, folks, if the Blazers keep winning, Jeremy Grant might be an all-star this year. <laughs> Just just throwing that out there. The Blazers should go from not having a forward for 10 years to possibly having an all-star wing. Kind of crazy when you think about it. Tremendous, tremendous game all around. Um, kind of, we re- kind of recounted the game so far. The biggest points for me tonight were the final six minutes, obviously. Chauncey's willingness to go small was huge. His willingness to go small was a massive, massive call. Nurk just did not have tonight. It was 29 minutes of cardio. He was just not impactful. I was surprised they didn't put him in the middle of the floor 
and try to use him as a creator. I don't know if they just didn't necessarily trust Nurk in the middle of the floor with that Miami defense. It's not a, not really even a knock on Nurk. Like when you get in the middle of that defense with Jimmy Butler and Kyle uh, Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo, like those three guys hovering around you when you have to make split second quick decisions is a very difficult task, and there's very few guys in the NBA who can do it. Nurk was good on the glass. He secured some defensive rebounds, got a couple of looks, but he just wasn't the guy. And Chauncey, again, pulled the trigger. Pulled the trigger and went small. Very much like what he did in Sacramento opening night. Not a Nurk game. We're going to pivot. Uh, another interesting lineup thing is that the Blazers did not bring Shaden Sharp off the bench second, third, or fourth. First off the bench is justice for Ant. I think that's going to be the norm. I think that's going to be kind of where we we stick on that. Then it's going to be kind of a toss-up. Is it Eubanks for Nurk? Is it Trenton for Nurk? Is it both for Nurk and Jeremy, which they did a lot tonight? And then Shaden fourth. Interesting thing is, despite all of that, Shaden 11.59, got 12 minutes. Gets, Gets five points, grabs a rebound. More development minutes for Shaden. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I thought Watford, well, his box score says, was it two points, two two assists, and three rebounds. I thought Watford was tremendous in the fourth quarter. I thought he was part of kind of keeping things moving, even though he only got credited with one assist in the quarter. Those first five minutes, I thought he was doing a very, very good job of keeping the ball moving side to side, working as that pivot. You could see Chauncey working through things like, I need more playmaking on the floor. The ball needs to keep moving. If you go back to Phoenix, I mean, the issue was the second game of a back-to-back and shorthanded. But what the Suns did is they made the Blazers be ISO-heavy and took away the easy passes. Miami was doing essentially the same thing with their zone. Every time you try to shoot a 45-degree pass, lazy, <laughs> other way, gone. Whoop! Gone. Tonight, when they went small, when they had Trenton in there, even when they before they brought Nurk back in, I thought they did a very good job of getting it inside, middle of the floor, opposite side of the floor, get the defense rotating over, cause a little bit of confusion, then attack a closeout. And you saw it, and then they kind of went away from it. You saw it, and you kind of went away from it. And then when they went small, the full commit with Justice uh, and the starters, then you saw the full commit over and over again, attacking closeouts, off of ball rotations, crisper passes, 
much sharper decision-making, and that led to more opportunity and aggressiveness from Anthony Simons and uh, Justice Winslow. Those two things were, were huge. They were huge in coming together and getting that done. And here's the takeaway stat, and this is how you know they, they broke Miami's zone. In the fourth quarter, Portland, 16 points in the paint. For the game, 38. Tremendous difference in how they attacked that zone defense. Tremendous adjustment from the Blazers. They got that thing in their head of, we need to be aggressive. We need to be aggressive. I think up and down the board tonight, you had everybody show up in one fashion or another. Nasir Little, bless his heart, only gets to play seven minutes. Gives you six points and a rebound. Energy, knockdown threes. He got thrown some grenades. Please, God, get this up. <laughs> and he did. And sometimes you just have to be willing to be that guy to take that shot. And he's willing to, and he's knocking them down. Right now, I believe Nas is one of them, has one of the highest effective uh, field goal percentages in the league. He's been tremendous in the minutes that he's been out there. They're going to have a bit of a minutes crunch. And it's going to be kind of an uh, nightly thing of Chauncey having to balance this. Which is why a consolidation trade is going to need to happen. It's... It's a good problem to have. It's It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, you know, the Blazers won two of three on the road. And they'll never admit it, but I, I tell you right now, if they win one more on this trip, they're going to be happy. They're going to be happy. Going 500 on the road is always the goal. doesn't matter what NBA team it is. Basically, the, the, the math is win 60% at home, win 500 on the road. That's like your your weight, I think. I think it's maybe 65%. But that's your weight of 45 wins. That's how it ends up being over and over and over. Seven and three in your first 10, considering the schedule, you could not ask for better, realistically. Um, just tremendous stuff. Tremendous stuff. Everybody's saying thank you for the, for the shows and everything. Listen, guys, I said for years, uh, you know, I'll give you a little, little peek behind the curtain. Joe Simons and I were talking tonight. And one of the things we said was, man, it'd be fun to have outsiders right now. We're enjoying the hell out of this. Like, these are the nights that we, we would have killed for. Those teams that we covered for those four years, they were, they were good teams. This is different. This is different. It really is. It's such a different vibe. It's so much more fun. It's so much more athletic. It's so much more opportunity for guys. And this is just... Ah. It's fun. That's why I love coming. Actually, I love coming here and doing these. I love coming here, win, loss, draw, whatever, and talking after the game because even in a game that they've lost, like uh, Memphis, even in that game, they still didn't let go of the rope. And that's just, it's so much more fun to talk about. It's so much more enjoyable. It's so much more interesting. There's so many more storylines. And there's real change in this team, which is the thing that I've been screaming about for years is that give me something, like, if it didn't work, it didn't work, but you tried something. 
Right now, everything they're trying is coming up aces. That's the tremendous thing. The Blazers showed tonight that they can be effective in, in numerous ways. And one of the things that was impressive was in that third quarter when their offense wasn't going either, or their offense wasn't going, the Heat's offense wasn't going either. Why? Because they played defense. And again, they played defense without fouling. Well, it was personal foul count tonight. 16 for the Blazers. The Heat took 15 free throws. They're playing defense without fouling. The Blazers, again, the Heat got 11 steals, six of them from Jimmy. Blazers got seven steals. That's not something you typically see from this team. Blazers generated 17 points off turnovers to counter at least most of the Heat's 24 points. The Blazers, we talk about a maligned bench or where the scoring was going to come from. The starters are going to have to score a ton. Yeah, the starters, starters do have to score a ton. But you get 27 points off the bench. I thought Eubanks gave him some great energy tonight, but only two points. I thought Watford gave him great energy tonight, two points. I thought Shaden, in his 12 minutes, was good, five points. Nasir Little, in his seven minutes, gives you six points. Justice Winslow, though, gave you 12 on six of eight shooting. And their bench, while not the best scoring bench in the world, they continue to be reliable. And they continue, like, they don't, they don't put you in a problematic position. I've kind of adjusted, like, where I see the depth on this team, and the younger guys are showing up. It's huge. Uh, real quick, thank you, everybody, who has been here. Um, th- again, for coming to these shows. That's what makes, again, these so much fun. Like, right now, we have over 400 people in here right now. Like, that's, you know how cool it is? Screw that number, like, how, how many people are here watching this. It's cool there's 400 people excited about Blazers basketball right now. Who would have thought that this time last year? We are, we are literally just heading into the uh, disaster period that was last year, if you're looking at the calendar. Joe tweeted something great tonight. A year ago, Neil Olshay was still running this team. Think how far this team has come. It's tremendous. It's so different. It's so different from where they were to where they are now. Um, just tremendous stuff. I saw somebody ask about what Justice Winslow's uh, was like tonight. They only watched the last five minutes. You know, I already talked about it. I don't care. I'll talk about it a little bit more. Justice Winslow was the one who threw the zone-breaking mindset out there. I thought it would be Josh. He did barrel in a couple times. And I was like, well, maybe that'll get him going. Josh, again, was 3 of 5 tonight from the field, 1 of 3 from 3, 5 of 7 from the free throw line. He did a good job generating free throws. But I really thought it was Justice that that broke the zone. He just put his head down was like, screw this. I'm not going to settle. And I thought Ant settled a ton in the first half. In the second half, again, the shot profile, Ant took 11 shots. Or let's go first half first. Ant took 11 shots in the first half. Six of them were threes, five of them twos. But I thought his twos were contested pull-up twos. Shot profile in the second half. Takes 11 shots again. This time he's only five of 11, but he's one of six from three. So he's four of five on twos. And those twos came about... Uh, Two drives for and ones, the bodied other one where he screamed for the and one, and then the floater. But 
every single time he took his his feet deeper into the paint. He more importantly, he trusted his handle. Because I think he got a little sideways in the second and third quarter with the zone and the pressure it was putting on his handle. I don't think he fully trusted it and a little hesitant, but he saw justice to it. He's like, oh, you know what? I can protect the ball. I can get in there. And you could see the aggressiveness and the frustration kind of come out on his drives. That's the impact of having a guy like Justice and Josh can have is that it can be a little bit contagious in that aggressiveness. And the Blazers have been missing that because Dame's just built a certain way. Ant is being built that way. And I don't think you could find many better guys to act as the de facto, I don't want to say father figures, but big brothers outside of Dame. Like vets that you know play a certain way. And still an impressionable. He's, what, 23. You see other vets and how guys who had to kind of scrape and claw and, and survive in the league and how they play and the aggressive, aggressiveness that they play with, it becomes contagious. I think that's, I think that's useful. I think that's something that bodes well for them going forward. Speaking of going forward, uh, the Blazers are now three games into their road trip. Uh, and they've already snagged two wins. So, let me make sure I get all my times right here because I get all discombobulated uh, from the schedule. Do, 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 do. All right. So, Heat game in the books. They've got the Hornets, Pelicans, then Mavs uh, remaining. You've got some uh, early, good eight early start time on Wednesday, 4 o'clock. Uh, and then it gets a little bit better with the uh, Pelicans and Mavericks as they get a little little closer back. Uh, you get a 5 o'clock tip and then a 5.30 tip uh, on their way back. The, the good news is they then get three days off, or two days off and then a game, so I should say. Uh, but you do have the back-to-back on Wednesday, Thursday. So, if the Blazers can get the Hornets game, and that's the game that you should be circling on this trip, like, yep, that's the one. That's the one. Don't have the letdown. Don't have the letdown. Go 8-3. and three. Now, now it gets interesting. Now it's like, okay, can you steal one from the Pelicans and the Mavs? Can you st- go go four and two on a trip? Because then you come home and you've got San Antonio, Brooklyn, and Utah. What looked like an easy home trip, the Spurs are playing relatively well. The Nets are a disaster. And Utah is playing tremendous. Because then you go on a trip that's the Bucks, Cavs, Knicks, Nets. Bucks, Cavs, Knicks is that's that's tough on the road. That's tough. And you're going to close out November with at home at the Clippers and then on the road uh, with the Lakers. That is your November schedule. You've got some winnable ones in there. It's kind of funny that the, the most winnable games in there are the Lakers and Nets and not the Jazz and Spurs. Who saw that coming? That's a way, roundabout way of saying this season's drunk. Uh but I think you're 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 getting an idea of what this team is, what it can be, and what they're building off of. I think the most interesting thing about this is, as good as this team has played, as well as they stuck in games, as much as they have gotten done, I don't think you've seen their best basketball. I don't think you've seen close to the best basketball. That's what has me wondering where this is going to go. 
how this is going to how this season is going to shape out. I'm not saying again, you can the Blazers are going to win the championship stuff. Go if that's your joy, go with it. But for me, I'm interested in where this goes long term because Brandon and I we talked about expectations for guys up and down the list, box score stuff, just generic box score stuff coming into the season. And if you took a snapshot right now, it's almost exactly what we said it, we would hope for. Dame right now is averaging 29, 5, and 5 on 48, 39, 92 splits. Anthony Simons is averaging 22, 4, and 3 on 44, 37, 91 splits. Jeremy Grant is averaging 18 and 4 and 3 on uh, 48, 44, 75 splits. Yusuf Nurkic is averaging 13 and 11 on 50, but 54, and 88 splits. Then Josh Hart is averaging, what, 9, 9, and 5. Your starting lineup is doing everything you want it to do. Winslow, 8 points a game. Shaden, 9 points a game. Keon and Nasir, both 7 points a game. You were getting stuff out of these guys up and down the board of the level at which you expect them to do it but I don't think they've put together an entire game yet. When they do, what does it look like? How much or how well can they realize it? And again, that's not the NBA. It doesn't work like that. Well, if you have everybody playing their best, best, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about them getting locked in and being in a position to be successful consistently. And the biggest thing for me is cutting down on the dumb turnovers because that's what we've reached the level of like, well, they're still working stuff out. The, the two passes tonight that Jimmy Butler just intercepted, took away. Those were lazy passes. They have got to get rid of all of that. And you're never going to get rid of all of it, but you need to minimize it. You minimize that stuff. You control your effort and your intensity and attacking teams that, like Miami, if they're going to sit there in a zone, don't just settle for shots. Work to break them down. If a team is trying to attack you on another side, find a way to counter that. There's one thing I can say about this team tonight that I haven't been able to say about this team in a long time. They are not losing based on effort. Because in the last couple years, that was a problem. There were guys on this team, and I'm not going to name names, that did not give the effort. There's a reason why the Blazers brought in guys that they did. You will never be cheapened by Josh Hart. You will never be cheapened by Justice Winslow. Those two guys, you will not be cheapened by them defensively or effort-wise on a loose ball, whatever it is. And that, when you start seeing it with one guy, then two guys, and then if a guy is sitting there like, man, I need, I need, a, I need a breather, well, you hold it to the next whistle because you're seeing that guy working that hard. And, well, I can't be the guy that's the, the weak link in the chain. I talked to Ann about this last week as far as, you know, knowing that you go into a game that teams are going to kind of hunt you defensively. He goes, what are the guys going to do? Are they going to go at Jeremy? No. you think they're going to go at Josh? No. Are they going to go at Nurk? Well, he's kind of hard to pull out because of how we use him. Are they going to go at Dame? Not really. He's a vet and he's strong. So who's that leave? It's, it's me. It's, a, you know, it's, it's my responsibility to take that challenge on. And that's a different mentality. That's a different mindset from what it had been previously. And it's just, you're seeing that up and down the roster because of how they built it and what they're trying to build. So, I'm excited. This is fun. 
for everybody who's like, I was downer Danny this time this last year. The, I will tell you the one thing I've always said, give me dope shit to talk about. I will talk about the dope stuff every single time, every single time. I'd much, much rather talk about how much fun stuff is than how much stuff sucks. Flat out. This is, this is so much more fun. Entirely disagree. It's, it's fun. I hope you guys are enjoying this too. Uh, with that in mind, like, rate, review, subscribe, help us grow the show. Uh, if you're watching live or if you're watching the replay, click subscribe. It's free. It's easy. If you want to come uh, take part in the watch parties, we've had a, you know, a hundred or so people for the last couple games. We will have them covered for every road game. And then I'm supposed to have my surgery here sometime in December. We're still booking it. Um, whatever game home games happen while I'm, uh, not traveling or not going to the road game or not going to home games. Uh, those will also turn into watch party games. So those will be kind of like a bonus. Um, so again, thank you. Uh, as far as the podcast stuff goes, like, rate, review, subscribe, uh, leave us a review on Apple. It helps us, uh, you know, continue to grow. We've been consistently in the top 25 in, in NBA podcasts in the country. So again, thank you. Thank you. It's, just, it's absolutely tremendous. Absolutely awesome. We're at well, 500 people right now across every platform. So, uh, again, thank you guys so, so very much. I appreciate you. We're going to wrap it up there. You can find us uh, on social media at Danny Brang, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey's. Email the show, jackdramsey's at gmail.com. You can find uh, Brandon and his co host, Dirt Johnson, uh, on 1080 The Fan, 6 to 9 in the morning. You can find me with my co host, Dusty Hera, uh, noon to 3, also on 1080. Uh, we will be discussing uh, Blazers tomorrow. I'm sure Brandon will as well. Uh, until then, uh, Tuesday, tomorrow, 4 o'clock, uh, we'll have the Jezzer. Uh, Jez is going to join us uh, at 4 o'clock live. And so if you've got some nerd questions or if you just want to know more about analytics, uh, hop on then. Uh, Brandon and I will be talking to him. Uh, for those that don't know, that's the guy doing the uh, the TV analyst role, the analytics side of things that you see popping up at the bottom of your screen. Um, I'm, I'm actually really excited to talk about him. So, Or talk to him, I should say. Uh, other than that, I think we're good to go. Yeah. So we've got watch parties in the back-to-back on Wednesday, Thursday, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into the more stuff. Uh, I'm trying to – I have the option to bring in either Casey or Travis here on the road. I'm going to try and get them both, uh, depending on how timing works with everything. Um, but we should be able to get one of them here coming up, uh, and we can kind of get their, their view from the road. So other than that, uh, everybody, have a wonderful, wonderful night. Take care, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow afternoon. Bye.